This is 50,000 Watt Clear Channel XCRB Radio. This is Diversity. Diversity. <sighs> if you put a lasagna in the oven and cook it for 40 minutes and feed it to people, have you cooked a lasagna for dinner? Yes, you have. Have you cooked a lasagna? If you put a lasagna in the oven, yes, you have. You cooked. What did you cook? Lasagna. Ooh, I'm impressed. You cook lasagna. Yeah, I did. I put it in the oven and it cooked and it was a lasagna that was in there. So when I took it out, it was lasagna that I had cooked. Ooh, I'm impressed. It's inconsequential whether or not I made the lasagna, because that's not what you asked me. You said, what'd you cook for dinner? A lasagna. What did you make for dinner? That's not important. Make, made. No one, no one made anything. No one's, no one's, you're not talking about dinner. You're not worrying about make, about what made. It's about what you cook. And I cooked a lasagna for dinner, a $35 one, two kilograms. People are around everywhere, <laughs> like us. I'm around. I was around like a beach boy. Round, round, get around. I get around. At the beach twice in the last three days. Half Moon Bay, yay, yay. And Middle Brighton on public holiday Tuesday for the Melbourne Cup horse racing with no one there. You know, I don't pay attention to it. Apparently the favorite horse fell and hurt himself and was euthanized after the race. And people are everywhere. And the bins are full. The council needs to empty the bins every day at the moment when it's warm and the lockdown is up and the parks are occupied. People are barbecuing, people are picnicking, people are birthdaying, people are eating. People are eating food that they have cooked or not cooked. And the bins need emptying. They're overflowing. The bins at the beach were overflowing. Brighton Beach was the United Nations. Picked up a face mask off the ground that was blowing, making its way towards the water. That's an image. 800-year-old tree gets cut down. People are everywhere. People are... Man, we're people. But uh, it's symbolic, if nothing else, of the disparity. I'm a person. And I love being a person, but people are interesting, aren't we? Aren't we fascinating? Aren't we so different yet so the same? We're all the same, but we're so incredibly different. Hey, fear is the cheapest room in the house. I would like to see you living in better conditions. They are words by Sufi poet, Hafiz or Hafez. And that came into my consciousness thanks to my lovely neighbor Elvira. I'm about to play a poem by Hafiz, read by my neighbor Elvira. Cast all your votes for dancing. I know the voice of depression still calls to you. I know those habits that can ruin your life still send their invitations. But you are with your truth now and look so much stronger. You can stay that way and even bloom. 
Keep squeezing drops of the sun from your prayers and work and music and from your companions' beautiful laughter. Keep squeezing drops of the sun from the sacred hands and glance of your beloved and, my friend, from the most insignificant movements of your own holy body. Learn to recognise the counterfeit coins that may buy you just a moment of pleasure, but then drag you for days like a broken man behind a farting camel. You are with your truth now. Learn what actions of yours delight it, what actions of yours bring freedom and love. Whenever you say truth's name, dear pilgrim, my ears wish my head was missing so they could finally kiss each other and applaud all your nourishing wisdom. Or keep squeezing drops of the sun from your prayers and work and music and from your companions' beautiful laughter and from the most insignificant movements of your own holy body. Now, sweet friend, be wise and cast all your votes for dancing. Oh, man, I am going to get my hands on way more Sufi poetry from Hafiz and all the other cats writing things like that from back in the 1100s. 1200s my ears i wish my head was missing so my ears could kiss each other and applaud you man that was beautiful thanks elvira reaching higher hey once you feel that truth you know sometimes you got the words sometimes you don't have the words he had the words right then it's beautiful i'm in a real kind of nothing place at the moment i'm feeling very floaty i'm feeling like a like a flag on a flagpole just hanging maybe i'll get blown around a bit if the wind picks up i'll get warm if the sun shines me or cool if it's not but more or less i'm feeling quite at ease not overstimulated not stressed it's quite nice today i i haven't felt super inspired today but that's okay i did work on music for a little bit I jacked some Anderson Pack drum sounds and put them on a track I'm working on. Took a kick from one song and a snare from another song and truncated them. <laughs> they sound amazing. So that's that good thievery, in my opinion. Don't tell anybody. But yeah, I think it's to do with having, what, 10 or 11 days now without exercising, resting my hamstring while it heals. And I haven't been doing any bodyweight exercises in the meantime either i've just been giving my whole body a rest and it feels really good and i've been hungrier than ever in a strange way get hungry when i exercise but now that i've stopped i just want to eat everything every day it's fascinating i wonder if there's some science to that that i don't know about but i've been enjoying just eating and being hungry who doesn't like eating when they're hungry maybe the buddha interviewing people is an art form I did two quote-unquote interviews last week for the podcast and it's an art form. That's for sure that I do not possess yet. Just knowing when to chime in, when not to. I was a little nervous. I was a little unsure of where to take things, whether to flow, whether to add structure. But it's great. It's learning. It's all experimenting and, you know, having fun chatting with friends. I was sitting on the couch before with the boys. It was raining this evening and they were both pretty tired. We put on some 
movie action in the afternoon. And in the evening when I turned it off, we read a book and then Sol remembered how he was tickling my neck the other day and how ticklish I am around the neck and have been ever since I was little because my brother, my older brother, used to tickle the shit out of me in the neck. I was so acutely sensitive on the neck that he could he could put his finger six inches from my neck and the anticipation would murder me that level of ticklishness and then if he made contact i would just be in uncontrollable hysteria and so sol discovered that and he's been tickling me on the neck and then of course choirs joined in so it's been four hands at me and i'm a writhing child it's quite delightful it's still very ticklish and so I tickled them back and we had a, a wonderful laughing time. But then I noticed my testicles were slightly squashed in the way I was sitting. So as any testicle owner knows and can attest to, you must rearrange yourself slightly. So as I was doing that, I had my hands in that region. Qua took that as an invitation to give me a slap in the balls from the open-handed open-angled position that he found himself in and uh yeah they're pretty much back to normal now but they were tender render 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 only for a little bit there because they do not appreciate hard contact (laughs) he got me Mm, he got me yeah it's interesting when he well, I mean, not just hits me in the balls. That doesn't happen often. There was a period there where he would try to sock me in the balls quite regularly. I had to really, really make a very clear and poignant point about that not being an actividade. That's activity in Portuguese. So he's aware of that now, but uh, he still edges into the aggressive side of things from play i could see it we're tickling we're tickling he's happy he's laughing screaming laughter with the tickles and then he just just flicks it's from tiredness he was very tired flicks into aggression and starts swinging his arm a bit more rather than tickling so we have to just pipe down for a moment pipe down we watched the cat returns wonderful studio ghibli film can't go wrong with the gibble Is Biden going to win the election? He's up, but I see a lot of states that are shaded in red, like they're going to be red. So I don't know what's going on. People are freaking out. Crazy, right? What a world. All these things. (laughs) Oh, profound. All these things. Yeah. No, just all the different elements at play, you know? All the elements that are at play. We went to a birthday party the weekend before last or was it last weekend it was just before restrictions were eased and Sol had recently been given fifty dollars from a grandparent which prior to this kid's birthday before we left he saw and decided he wanted to gift that to his friend for his birthday i said Sol, that's a lot of money that you've been given he's like i know it's okay i want to give it We went deep, we had the full conversation about what he could do that is a lot of money to give someone for their eighth birthday. That was money for you that you could buy something really special with or put it towards saving for something really special. I explained that we could go and get change for it. We could get two 20s and a 10 and you could keep 40 of it 
and give 10 to your friend. But he wasn't having it. He wasn't interested in that. He was interested in it when he thought it meant I was going to, quote, buy money, unquote, so that he could give the 50 and then end up with some more cash from dad from the withdrawal. I said, no, 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 no. I'm not getting more money. We're getting change from the existing $50. And he wasn't interested. He committed. He knew it was a lot. He said, this was the final piece when I let him do it. He said, that money was a gift to me. And now I'm going to gift that money to him. I was like, all right, cool, man. That's cool. You understand? And do you want to do it? So we did it. So we gave the gift and uh, the boy saw it and the boy gave the card to his mom and, you know, he was excited. He, you know, kids don't fully understand that the 50s are 50. And the mom said, oh, you know, thanks, soul, because it was such a generous gift and then worked out a little because it was my birthday the next day. And she had a lot. I said, look, he's fully aware of what he's doing. Let's just go with it. And she came up with a lovely, a lovely offer. She said, how about I'll transfer you back half of it. You buy yourself a birthday cocktail. I said, that is an offer of quality that I do not wish to refuse. So we did that. Halloween, 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 Halloween me off the sugar, Halidiabetic, Halopecia, Halloween, Halloween. Halloweener, 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 Halloweener. Dress up. I love it. Dress up every day if you want. Go knocking on doors for sugar, for children to engorge themselves with glucose before bed. Sign me the fuck out of that account. Thank you. That's a tradition that I'm not wishing. That's a tradition. That's a tradition. That's a trajectory to the hell pit with the fiery hounds of an awake child. I'm not into it, man. I'm not into it. Trick or vegetable. How about that? Trick or broccoli. Be dancing cartwheels. Tricks. Be turning tricks. Trichosaurus rex. Nah. Nah, 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 nah. Quire got a bag of lollies given to him. That's that's what you do in Hallowont. Halloberry. Halle Berry. You know, she is worth celebrating. Quire got a bag of lollies. It sent him crazy. He didn't eat them, but the possession of them sent him crazy. He wanted them. You can have one tomorrow. Now? Soon. Is it? Okay, soon. Can I have it? No. He loves it. He loves a lolly. He loves an ice cream and a lolly. He's got a sweet tooth and he cannot temper. Left to his own devices, he cannot temper his lolly intake. That is for damn sure. I'm just not, you know, I'm just, I'm the Grinch of Halloween. And yeah, God damn, I loved a lolly when I was a kid. Of course I did. Of course I did. I know. It's just a bit OTT. Over the top. It's just that they're, they're just fiendish, man. I've seen them. They run from door to door. They're out on the grass. They've <laughs> with their little bags. 
They're goblins with their bags of lollies. They're like adult cokeheads in the toilets of the Richmond Club Hotel after a game of footy. You know, I just think the celebratory, I think the fun dress-up part is great and maybe that lasts for a bit, but then the lolly collection. We had a girl, she was 11 or something. She was a zombie. She kept, Sol had said, we don't have any lollies. We don't have anything. She kept walking towards the door. She kept walking. He had to say it three times and then I chimed in. I said, we don't have anything. It finally hit her ear. She turned around and she got real close to the door. It was like a zombie. She was a knight of the living base heads. She might have been undead. She might have been a skeleton dressed up as a girl. Because she got real close to the, to, the, to the doorway, the door frame. She was about to get the cove. COVID-19. <laughs> and then she turned away. You know, yeah, it just feels a little loco. You know, I realized when I was talking in my first episode about the whole new baby, new dad, new father, you know, new becoming a parent, having a baby. My experience, I often forget this, I think, when I'm talking to people about it. <laughs> and this is dumb. You know, it's, it's a little dumb, but it's not. But, you know, Tamika and I, we, we spoke about having kids. And I know, I, I, I knew I wanted to have one. One day. One day. You know, I just, I just didn't know that day was going to be the day. That it was, became the day that it was a day. It was one of those ones. And so I didn't feel ready. I felt freaked out. I was in Bali DJing a friend's wedding. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Ezra. You guys won't be listening. You got, you got better things to do. And uh, day two in Bali. I was there for four days, I think. Five days, maybe. Tamik Skypes me. Says she's pregnant. I start giggling. She starts crying. I start hemorrhaging. No, that's not the word. It just came to me. I start, well, I basically start entering a state of shock. Let's call it what it is and what it was. State of shock, state of undistilled fear and paralysis. I became Harrison Ford in Star Wars in the cryogenic chamber. No, I was riding around on a motorbike in absolute no man's land. Well, I was in Bali, plenty of man and woman's land, but I was in a state of, um, what's the word, man? You know the word, not purgatory, goodness no. I was in limbo. Yeah, I was in limbo. I was just tripping, basically. I just, you know, it was one of those things I'd keep remembering and be like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> and then I'd try to be present and, and uh, you know, just do what you do when you've got a little ho- holiday in Bali and you got, you're with your friends. I was with Joshua on the moto. We rode about 20, 30 kilometers to a vegan restaurant. And Joshua, he was, he was classic Joshua, just a, a, a human sun, a human torch of hope and a beam, a, a light beam ray of human activity through verbal discussion, communication and physical flamboyance. But I was in limbo. Yeah, and so, you know, when, when I speak about becoming a parent and all the feelings and things I had and 
It's because I was freaking out. It's because I was in shock and, I, and I'd felt like I wasn't ready. And I know that feeling of not being ready would have been there until I had a child, even if I still was not a parent. Now, I'm sure I wouldn't feel ready in some way. So it worked out great. But I often forget that the lens I'm talking through is one of someone who didn't plan to have a kid right, right at that moment. That wasn't like intentional at that time. And so I um, maybe project some stuff onto people who aren't in that same mind state. They uh, intentionally tried for a child at that time or have been trying for a long time. And I want to um, also take a moment to send love to the people out there who are wanting to be parents, who are trying to be parents, and who, when they hear someone say something like, you know, became a parent and wasn't trying to, wasn't intending to, would uh, could feel some feelings. So, sending love. But yeah, I was freaking out. And um, I don't think I really realized what was going on until Sol was three months old. At the three-month mark, I was like, okay, I, I think... I can do this. I think maybe I can do this. At the two-month mark, I was like, I'm not coping with that. I don't, I, I don't know what this is. Undo. Delete. Delete. Control out. Delete. Undo. Bless. A few of the kids were running around the other week, pre-easing of restrictions. One of the boys, Nauki, bless, he brought out three yogurts. One for him, one for Sol, and for Kwa. Kwa polished his real quick and now he was taking his time, which is perfect sense for those guys. And then Kwa was trying to get a hold of Naoki's yogurt and Naoki was running away and Kwa was chasing him. Naoki, I don't have COVID. I don't have COVID, Naoki. I think I'm going to go keep working on this song. Maybe watch a little something. Maybe hold myself tight, hold myself dearly around the bosom. You know it's good. The weather's getting better. We can we can go out. We can we can gather. You know, there's been no cases the last five days. Things are more relaxed. After this Sunday, we'll be able to go into we'll be able to go outside 25 kilometers. I'm going to take the boys up to see my mum, who we haven't seen in months. It's nice. It's good. You know, but we can still be a hell of a lot better as a species, a hell of a lot better as people. Let's follow Hafiz, follow his words of leaving behind the things that drag us down and pulling drops of sun from the laughter of our beloved and all the other beautiful things that he said. Run it back, run it back, run it back. Remix, replay, rewind, select that. Yeah, I'm good with that. Much love, everybody. Take care of yourselves. If you're going to do something, do it full steam. Do it all the way. Don't doubt yourself. Live in full trust of yourself and what your gut feeling says. And if you think that you can do something, believe in it and know that you can do it. There's no tune to this song. I'm just putting on a slightly operatic voice and singing basically in monotone. Don't fucking doubt yourself. Reach to the highest limits of your humanity. Bye-bye.